0: Water Gang. This is Historical AF. My name is Kina. I'm Z. And I'm Ty. We are a historian and some special podcast guests bringing you the morbid and... What, what did I do? Oh, morbid and weird historical nuggets you never knew you <laughs> needed in your ear holes. And I totally forgot Ooh. what my story was. <laughs> I'm just so excited you guys are back. I yeah. can't tell you how many of my listeners have asked when you guys are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I think seriously... Thanks so much for liking us guys.
1: <laughs> it's nice to be appreciated for a change.
0: Yes. It, it was just so fun last time. And I'm so excited that you're back. I'm really excited to see what you guys came up with because we messaged yesterday because <laughs> I had weird and I was like, there's just so much weird, I can't narrow it down. And then you guys were like looking for a morbid and you're like, Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit out there. So. Like, I was
2: sending <laughs> I was sending Tys screenshots of like some of the stories that were possibilities, and he's like jeez
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i was more like oh oh yeah that little nugget the only one that got me was the emperor i knew he was a dick but i didn't realize he was that much of a dick wow
2: i think your exact words were
0: there's the asshole <laughs> <laughs> so yes this is royalty part three this is episode 73 holy
2: shit Hell yeah.
0: yeah! i know right we're getting there Gonna be a hundred before I know it.
2: Yeah, we gotta catch up. We're starting uh-huh. our second season soon, like recording.
0: So, no oh, that's exciting! exciting.
1: Yeah, so we're we're about to come back for our second season. So, more stuff for our listeners.
0: And if anybody's listening, newest to oldest, real quick, just tell them about your podcast if they haven't listened mm-hmm. to the first one. You're on. Our podcast, The Auto Limits,
2: is a weird true crime and paranormal podcast. So basically anything strange and unusual within the true crime realm and or like spooky related, we talk about it, make fun of it, you know, try to make it lighthearted, even when it gets morbid.
1: (laughs) We laugh at the darkness in the hopes that it doesn't laugh back.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's like one of our website taglines is like, let's just hope it doesn't laugh back.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Is that on a shirt yet? That needs to be on a shirt.
2: <laughs> I actually haven't made a shirt for that one yet. That's actually a good point. I should probably yeah. make sure to of that
0: one. Yeah, well, I <laughs> love it because you guys have like the fun and the spooky and the historical and all that, but you also have a lot of logic in there. So uh, We do. Yeah. yeah, we try to. At least both of us are pretty
2: logic-minded. So it's like, yeah, crazy, weird, supernatural stuff sometimes happens, but, you know, large majority of the time it's something stupid like a railroad or like a train went by two blocks over and then knocked something over You're like i don't know mm. but <laughs> we try our best to keep it real i guess yeah
1: and i enjoy looking up all the research that's been done on it and kind of trying to explain it in like layman's terms i'm like all right here's what science says and there are times that i'm like like i've done a lot of this research i'm like this science is bullshit <laughs> so I don't hold anything sacred, so I'm like, I'll call the I call the science out several times, and I'm like, hmm, that this sounds like some bullshit. That sounds like somebody just wanted to uh, sleep better at night, kind of science, not actual real science.
0: Yes, no, that's what mm-hmm. I think I like the most about you guys. I like the Aww. I like the fun and the science.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> and like you said, when you're talking about paranormal and stuff, I'm like, here's <laughs> this ghost, and then I'm going to tell you that that's not possible because that person didn't exist historically <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shitting on all your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that's how yeah. I felt on the pirate episode
2: we did with you guys. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, all this all this craziness and all these hauntings were like, yeah, but that's probably a fictional character, so it's probably not happening at all.
0: <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taking away all your hopes and dreams, one fact at a time. (laughs) Shooting them down, shooting them down. So, since we're talking about royalty, I know that you live in England sometimes. Like, yeah, for about half of the year. (laughs) How many palaces have you been to? (laughs) I'm gonna geek out here. How many haunted places have you been?
2: um, I've been to like a couple haunted places. I've been to like castles, but not like palaces, I guess.
0: I have not been to England. I've been to Ireland, but I've never been to England. So it's a lot
2: of fun. I mean, there's a lot of history there and it's to me, it's like a lot like America in some ways. Cause they have a lot of the same problems that we do. It's just mm-hmm. they have, you know, nicer sounding voices, <laughs> but yeah, it's really, it's a really cool place. I really like living there. You know, half of my life where I live up in the Northeast, there's, uh, a castle nearby called Annick Castle, and that's actually where they, um, like, the outside of it is actually the front facade of Hogwarts. Oh, wow! Yeah. yeah, so I have, like, pictures of, like, the very front of that. It's
0: pretty cool. <laughs> well, I would geek out hard. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was nerding pretty hard when I got to see it. I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. Harry Potter! Like, uh-huh. Do you ever go, Ty? Or have you been?
1: I've been to England. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. She and I went together. And it was a lot of fun. But yeah.
0: I know normally when I think of royalty, I think of British royalty. Americans seem to be really fascinated by them.
2: I don't know. Yeah. There's like a weird obsession
0: (laughs) about the Royals. But if you're like in England, people could give a fuck. See, that's Mm -hmm. what I was finding researching. I was trying to find like weird Royal things. That's what I was Googling. And it was coming up with a lot of like British monarchy and like America's obsession, weird things. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I try to stay away from some of the stuff because they get super weird. Like the royal family's lizard people. Yeah. And Illuminati. <laughs> There's tons of conspiracy theories around yeah. it.
2: Like, it'll be something stupid too. Just like, oh yeah, and the, the queen likes her toast buttered in the morning. She's definitely a lizard person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs>
0: With that logic, how could we not believe it? I don't it's exactly. I think Ashley covered the lizard people thing really early on in the podcast. I'm like, there was no proof. There was nothing. I think one time somebody took a picture and they said their eyes looked like a slit or something, but it was like the 80s and cameras sucked. So I'm assuming that's probably what it was. But how dare I think logically?
1: Yeah. No. No. We don't allow that here.
0: Or they have like zippers or something. I'm like, like, we would have not seen that.
1: <laughs>
0: Ugh, it's insane. Yeah. I love the good conspiracy theories. I'm always a big
2: fan of conspiracy theories.
1: Yeah. Conspiracy like, seagulls are a thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what we call it on our podcast. Like the conspiracy, like theory seagull. So, like, we have this theory that like conspiracy theories always have like a tipping point. So it's like a car at the edge of a, edge of a cliff and you know, it's it's, it's teetering on the edge. Yeah, and it's making sense there for a minute, and then you hit this point of no return, where like a seagull will come and land on the tip of the car and just topple the whole thing down like the, the cliffside, and that's how all conspiracy theories are, where they'll make sense, and then after a certain point, you're like, I'm not, I'm not with you.
1: <laughs> you lost me, and so we call that the conspiracy seagull. Just lands on the roof, and it just takes it off. You go off the edge of the cliff,
0: and that's very true. Like most of those are believable at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember really vividly in college, me and my roommate were watching some documentary, the whole Paul McCartney conspiracy, how he died, and oh yeah, whatever. it was replaced. And I just remember us being so into that at the beginning, and then it started losing losing traction towards the end. I'm like, I feel really dumb for being like, this seems like it's real.
2: Right, or, it, it always gets People caught me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or the
1: Avril Lavigne, oh, one,
2: yeah.
1: too yeah, yeah. You're just like, all right, all right, okay, no, 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 too far, too. Ah, uh, there it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I almost went conspiracy theories, but then there was too many. It's like you can't narrow those down with royal families. which I guess if you're a public figure and you got a lot of love and hate going towards you.
1: You also get a lot of crazies.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the other thing. I was trying. To- <laughs> Weird was the worst. I don't know why I couldn't narrow it down because a lot of this stuff is like the weirdest people in royal families, but they're all mentally ill. And then I was like, I don't want to make fun of them. There's just a lot of incest. Like, yeah, You can't help it.
1: Because it's a bad idea when cousins marry.
0: Yeah, or brothers. Ugh. Brother, sister, dad, daughter. Oh, there's so much.
1: Oh,
2: I so like weird. When I was reading through like the list of options that we were looking at. I had like that emoji face, like the, which is like the straight like teeth,
0: like the, uh, cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I looked at royalty just blew my mind. You know, when you're kids, or like some little girls were like, I want to be a princess. And you know what? After today, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know, my diversified gene pool and my lack of <laughs> conspiracies and. Uh, and uh, uh,
1: overall sanity.
0: Yeah. Lack of people trying to kill me. And a lot of, you
2: know, lack of lead in your drinking cups <laughs> and asbestos
0: in your castles. <laughs> yeah. Seriously.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I said this like about like a couple times already.
0: Oh, man. Would you guys want to go first or you want me to go first?
2: Ah, up to you. Do you want to like flip a coin?
0: Oh, I could. Do I have a coin? I, I have my that. dice.
2: There's bah. a coin shortage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh like, my- yeah. Oh, Morbid. I-, I rolled. That's you. Morbid. Yeah, okay. Morbid it is. <laughs> well, ours ended up being kind of sad and uh, mostly infuriating, I think, Like the more that I've done research on it. And some of this will be a little bit new to Ty as well, because I was the one that did all the research. And he's like, I'll commentate. I'm
1: like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my easy job this time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was all for this because I love surprising everybody with the randomness that I find. So I'm excited. All right. So we're going to be talking about Joanna of Castile.
0: Ooh, yes.
2: <laughs> she had several names, but this is all based in Spain, by the way, like Spanish mm-hmm. royalty. But the, her other name was Juana La Loca, which is basically Joanna. Crazy.
1: The crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, crazy Joanna. <laughs>
2: But she lived from 1479 to 1555 in Spain. She was the daughter of Catholic monarchs, Ferdinand II of Aragon, and Isabella uh, I of Castile. Her parents' union basically coupled with the conquest of Granada in 19... Or, sorry, in 19. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> that do that thing, all the time. No, not that far like, no. <laughs> in 1492 um, was basically what helped the formation of Spain as we know it today. So mm-hmm. they were like the real big marriage that happened, <laughs> but Joanna kind of grew up super well educated since she was part of the royal family. She got to learn a lot about like philosophy, reading, writing. She knew like five different languages. Like oh, she was just like super, super smart.
0: I was just um, showing
2: off at that point, right? So I was like,
1: or <laughs> she's just African. <laughs> No, seriously, like, African people speak, like, on average, about four languages.
2: I know. I feel mean, like America is really the only place where we're just like, what, languages? Everybody, Everybody speaks
1: English, speak English. Yeah. Por so. qué? ¿Cuál es su problema con español? Uh.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but she just excelled at academics in general. She was just, like, stupid smart. But I think partially because she was so smart, she had a really healthy dose of religious skepticism, which, you know, in Spain...
0: Not normal. No one
1: expects the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) I mean,
2: it's literally the Spanish Inquisition. Like, her parents were, like, some of the headers of this stuff. And she was just like, "Mm, God. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they were head inquisitors.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. But because of that, they basically, um, because they didn't want to have anybody talking any kind of heresy, especially within the family, there's evidence in some letters that some of... I think King Ferdinand's, I want to say the his, like, bedchamber guys or whatever had written some letters talking about how because of this, they basically subjected her to torture. Oh, wow. um, so they, like, strung her up by ropes and then, yeah. like, hung rocks, like, weights down off of her feet to, like, stretch her out and, like, basically try to reprogram her to be more religious holy shit yeah
1: welcome Um, to the spanish inquisition
2: yes exactly but her mom basically was just like yeah i'd rather punish you and make sure that you're like doing the straight and narrow towards religion than risk you smearing our family name kind of thing part of that was when her like mental health stuff started coming into question like basically people were circulating rumors that she was kind of crazy because she wasn't as religious as the rest of her family
0: oh my gosh
2: yeah i feel like she just got real gaslighted a lot oh absolutely Uh
1: (laughs) well and never mind the actual physical torture but you know that that (laughs) does nothing to change a person's personality not at all all. Mm -mm. nothing
2: to do with it whatsoever are you kidding me Torture's fine, especially from your parents. Oh, kind yeah. That's not going to leave a mark. <laughs>
1: That's perfectly healthy parenting. Uh,
2: uh, yes. uh, yeah, it's So in 1469, at the age of six, 16, she was shipped off to be married to Philip the Handsome. I, lo- I love these nicknames, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: Apparently, the monikers was, they get.
2: He was real good looking. Um, <laughs> they him yeah, baby. The How you doing? Um, How you doing? What's up? <laughs> he, was, he was the Duke of Burgundy in Austria. So she basically got shipped off to Flanders to marry him. But it was said that when they did meet, they were so insanely attracted to each other that they were like, fuck the wedding <laughs> and decided to get married on the spot. They were like, call the priest because I want to fuck this girl right here. Um, wow. They couldn't wait. So they got married like on the spot after seeing each other. And this, mind you, And I'm like, man, the audacity (laughs) of this bitch. But like, Philip didn't meet her at the docks when she arrived. Like he sent her sister to go be like, hey, go get your sister. And she had spent like the whole time super seasick. She had caught in a cold on the way and she had been traveling for super long by boat. So she was like miserable. And he like didn't even show up. Like he's like, nah, it's cool. I'll see you when you get to the castle. And then immediately it was like. Yeah, let's get married now. Yeah, I'd be so pissed. I would be so angry. Like, I would not want to get married right then after being seasick for the better part of how many months or whatever. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I just covered George Mm -hmm. III's wife. Oh, what's her name? Oh. uh, Fuck. (laughs) Literally two episodes ago. Anyway, she was on the boat and six hours after (laughs) she got off, they were like, let's get married. She didn't even have a chance to... I guess bathe. Did they bathe back then? (laughs) That would be like so exhausting, this day of disgusting. I mean, I can't even get on like a
2: two-hour flight without getting home and going like, don't touch me. (laughs) I
0: need to shower and nap before anyone should speak to me. (laughs) Yeah, I'd just be so cranky and just, I'd be miserable.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, Charlotte of Mecklenburg. Straight. Oh,
0: yeah. Mecklenburg Strelitz.
1: Thank you. That's That's
0: why I didn't remember it. Okay. (laughs) I'm okay. I remember things. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good for that history.
0: So they ended
2: up having six children in total, one of which was Charles, who is the guy that became the first Spanish emperor. I think she had like another kid too that Totally became a queen or something like that, but I can't remember her name offhand. I I meant to write her down and I didn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> me be, being totally sexist and forgetting about the women. Oh, of course. <laughs> Whoops. Who um, <laughs> can be
0: the fact checker? <laughs> to the Googs.
1: Already on it. Let's see, Eleanor, Queen of France. Isabella, Queen of Denmark; Mary, Queen of Hungary; and Catherine, Queen of Portugal.
2: Oh, okay, okay. so like pretty much all of her kids.
1: Oh, oh yeah. and uh, sorry, those were her daughters. Let me actually pay attention to the guys now, since somebody, <laughs> you know, wants to pay attention to the women here, and it's not the women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Charles V became the Holy Roman Emperor. Yep. Ferdinand I became Holy Roman Emperor.
2: But anyway, thank you for looking that up real quick. So in 1497, Joanna's brother, Juan, who was the first in line for the throne, died unexpectedly. His wife had been pregnant with his daughter, who would have been next in line. But sadly, the daughter was stillborn. born. So basically, the line ended up going to her older sister, Isabella, at that point. But Isabella ended up dying not that long after that. Isabella had a son already named Miguel, but he ended up dying shortly before his second birthday.
0: You know, I love how they're so easy to be like, oh, this person was crazy as they tell the story of how everybody around them drops dead. And no exactly. wonder, anybody would probably be a little upset. And exactly. A little- and she I was like,
2: in a state because obviously everyone she loved is dying. Yeah. And they're all like, "Ah, and- eh, you're just like completely mad like
1: and let's not forget the fact that you know uh torture abuse all kinds of stuff in her childhood
2: oh yeah six kids postpartum maybe like i know that was what i was thinking too like all those kids i'm sure that she had a little bit of postpartum and then there's gonna be some other stuff i bring up later that is just like the men in her life are just awful so um, (laughs) so her nephew passed away and then she was just she ended up being the next in line at that point because all of the older kids were now dead. But since she was the next one in line and to the throne, that meant that Philip was actually going to end up gaining quite a bit of power out of this deal. And when they first married her off to Philip, you know, he was not going to be getting a lot because she wasn't in line for the throne. And now suddenly this, guy from Austria was about to become king of Spain so um, it obviously posed a lot of problems and Ferdinand kind of started trying to like plot and both him and Philip her husband decided that separately mind you they both decided separately that they were going to mint coins with their own name and Joanna's name on them and like distribute them
0: (laughs) Ye old propaganda. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus.
2: <laughs> um, so they're like, yeah, no, I'll just go ahead and make some coins. But they also try to like put together some kind of treaty as well without telling her. And she found out she got pissed.
0: Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> so she like lost it on them. And then they started basically at that point working together to try to make her out to be a crazy person.
0: A oh, uh, tale as old as time. Yes. Don't get what you want. She's crazy or she's a witch. It's exactly. Just- but
2: Joanna mostly like ended up being called crazy because of her reactions with jealousy. She was super devoted to Philip. Like she was insanely in love with him. But Philip.
1: Oh. The handsome.
2: The handsome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
2: hey. Uh, <laughs> like was you know spreading his seed around quite a lot <laughs> so he was rampant with his infidelity like he's just all over the place sleeping around with everybody she was not the kind of person that was going to turn a blind eye which you know a lot of wives did back then mm-hmm. and they basically thought that she was insane because she wouldn't
0: well, like, all the Castile women were very fiery. Yeah, like exactly. Isabella was, like, she was a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, I'm she sure was. She, that's, uh,
2: that's actually something that Joanna said, was that she felt like she was a passionate and jealous person because her mother was that way. And she mm-hmm. got it from her. But, yeah, she, she had a big problem with the infidelity. She would go through and basically flip shit on Philip and then Philip would try to punish her by ignoring her and like avoiding her and like avoiding her, like, her bedchamber and like you know leaving <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I ain't
1: putting up with your shit I'm going to Spain <laughs> it's,
2: it's, essentially well no he was they were already in Spain so he would he actually at one point got so fed up with it that he went back to Flanders without her and she was so upset that she was, like, sobbing herself to sleep every night. Like, there were reports of her just, like, wandering around aim- aimlessly. She would, like, run into her bedchamber walls, and she refused to eat and refused to sleep. And her mother refused to let her go back to Flanders in order to get him. She basically, like, locked her up at home, and Castile like, no.
0: <laughs> you're not leaving. Uh, uh, Mama <laughs> knows best. Mama always knows when you're in love but, with an asshole. And wants I mean, you to, <laughs> to be fair, though, like she would have had to go
2: through France at the time in order to get to Flanders and they were at war with France. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like uh, try to win the war. kidnap have the princess, the heir. It'd make it really easy on them. Exactly. So, yeah. um, God, but I she know. didn't really care about that. She just wanted to get her husband back.
2: But yeah, she like had like a full nervous breakdown because of all that. Even more so after her mother finally died, she ended up spiraling down into a little bit deeper depression and it kind of just fueled the fires for a lot of the rumors of her being insane because she just couldn't handle all the emotional trauma
0: she was going through. Yeah. You know, because she's not human. Yeah, all these people would have done so well with some therapy. Mm -hmm. Didn't exist Uh, yet, but if they had, you know, I think a lot more people would have done much better. Yeah. Maybe, maybe
1: not. Depends on what era of therapy we're talking about.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bring in the electrodes. (laughs) Yeah, do better
2: i mean i'm sure she would have loved to have some of those for philip at one point so. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah but I, I think those might have been attached somewhere a little south not not second
0: to second brain not first brain <laughs> they seem like those kind of couples that are so passionate that they either like love each other or they hate each other so it's yeah like a- i mean that's what it kind of sounds like Yeah, dude like
2: while he was in Flanders ended up taking up an in-house mistress by the way and when she like got there and found her there she flipped out attacked the woman with a pair of scissors (laughs) cut off all of the woman's hair like just literally like just hacked off all of her hair and then when that didn't do it she tried to like go after
0: the girl's face with the scissors (laughs) (laughs) that sounds reasonable to me (laughs) This very. <laughs> right.
2: This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she she flipped out. <laughs> um, What's the what expression? Hell no fury. Exactly, yeah, exactly right. She like seriously loved this guy so much. She tried to do everything in her power in order to to get him to stop sleeping with everybody and their mother. Literally, like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he was so <laughs> handsome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like if you see portraits of this guy too, he's like not even that handsome, but like
0: there's nothing worse than like a mediocre dude that thinks he's super hot.
2: I read at one point that there was also talk that he and um Joanna at one point kind of got stranded in England for a little bit and met with which which king is it that had all the wives? Henry VIII Henry the Eighth, like he met Henry the Eighth, and like Henry was like super taken with him and like thought that <laughs> he was just the best thing since sliced bread and like <laughs> oh, a lot yeah, of people are like call oh, maybe that's why Henry had such a problem with <laughs> li- wandering around with women <laughs> oh, yeah cuz Catherine was her sister so mm-hmm. that makes yeah. sense that they would be there yeah so a lot of people are theor- theorizing that that's where Henry the Eighth got His promiscuousness from is that he met Philip and was like, this guy, I (laughs) want to be just like like him. (laughs)
1: Philip's like, Um, wait, one, one, why are you sticking to one, dude? Look around your court, like bang her, bang her, bang her, maybe him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's one of the theories, though, about Philip and Henry. That's (laughs) interesting. Yeah. But I was going to say earlier that Joanna tried everything in her power in order to like keep Philip from sleeping around with everybody she literally like changed her hair changed her clothes and like you know basically tried to change all these things about herself in order to be more appealing to him and when that didn't work she started going to um, people for love potions
0: oh yeah that probably doesn't bode well with the Catholicism in Spain nope not at all (laughs) Um, but she tried She was you know
2: desperate and trying real hard to do anything that she possibly could yeah yeah, basically after Isabella, her mom died though, and she was then you know queen at that point. Mm-hmm. That whole power struggle with Philip and her dad started happening. And I forgot I did this. I have to point this out in my notes. I started getting really tired of writing Ferdinand, so I started calling him Ferdy. Oh, I love it. Let's. Uh- <laughs> Just noticed it because I was like, between Ferdy and
0: Philip. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is it? Ferdy 2? Ferdy 2? Ferdy 2? Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> but um, after they tried the minted coins thing and then going behind her back for that treaty. She flipped out on them and they decided to team up and kind of go after her saying that she was mentally ill. But before they could get too far, Philip died in 1506. He was only like 28 too. He was really young. Oh. When he died, Joanna refused to leave him. Like she literally carried his corpse in a coffin from place to place for about eight months. (sighs) Yeah. This is where the morbid part comes in. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it was said that she literally was so staunch about not leaving his side and not allowing anyone else to like come near him that she would sleep with his coffin in her bed chambers She would sometimes open the coffin and, like, kiss him and, like, huggle on him and stuff. Like, it was really bad. And at one point, she was traveling to get his body where it was going to be buried. Mm -hmm. And while they were traveling, she refused to travel during the day. They could only travel by cover of night because she didn't want any other women to, you know, be tempted, quote unquote, by him. I don't know how tempting a dead body is, but okay. And they would only stay at monasteries because she heavily believed that staying with any place with nuns would result in the nuns (laughs) wanting him. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she got, like, I think it was, like, all that pent-up jealousy. She's like, he's dead now, so now he's mine because he can't say anything different. (laughs)
0: Finally,
1: <laughs> so, uh, got him to stay faithful.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, its entire living life, which is gaslighting the fuck out of her. I'm sure she was was reeling, and grief is weird. And she's already lost everybody mm-hmm. except for her dad. Yeah, and her, her dad's pissing her off, so she probably felt really lost. Yeah, she uh, she literally
2: did. She was pregnant at the time too, so I think that was part of it. Is like she was really hormonal. And she just like refused to leave him. There's even I read one story saying that she when she did finally bury him, it was like outside of her bedroom window, so she could always see that he was there, I guess. keep a watchful eye on him. He's not leaving her now.
0: but, <laughs> but- you're gonna
1: stay there six feet under, but you're gonna stay there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and this happens a lot in these royal stories, like yeah. Dion's guest did with me for part two, and her story had it, and then. Uh, I think Catherine the Great, at some point, they left her around. People, like, kissed her hand for, like, six months. I'm like, it's going to be gooey. I just. mm, Well, he was embalmed, at least. Uh, Well. I mean, so
2: slightly better. but
0: Yeah. I vaguely remember we talked about this briefly a year ago at some point. But it just seems at some point. Are you not surrounded by anybody that's all like. Maybe you should just, like, stop opening that. <laughs> like, it's I very know. smelly. Like, maybe we could just seal it, you know? But, I mean, she's super powerful, and maybe everybody was afraid to say something, or was she's there just like, nobody in her life? Like, we're just going to keep this closed. Yeah, and just think of all the poor, like, servants that <laughs> have to clean that room. <laughs> just, just so. Yeah, well,
1: but think about this for a second. She is carting around her dead husband. And she is the power. Would you really want to say something to her? Knowing she that she is that crazy and has uh-huh. that much power.
0: I would imagine the only person that probably had the balls to stand up to her would be her mom. And her mom's already gone. Like the only yeah. person that ever kind of like put her in her place. Yeah, I feel like her mom would have been like, what are you
2: doing? Yes. <laughs>
0: like, no.
1: Put him in the ground.
0: <laughs> we don't do this
2: in this family. Just like spray with a bottle.
0: No. <laughs> and I'm assuming all the other siblings have their own countries and stuff. So they're probably, who's left? Just Catherine, I guess. But Catherine's dealing with her own shit because Henry's trying to divorce her. So uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, Church,
1: yeah. Of I Church of England. Church of
0: England. So I guess there just really wasn't anybody around to be like. Oh, really? I mean, Ferdinand was there,
2: but he was the first person to gaslight the crap out of her. and just Oh, be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're a crazy person. And he managed to get it. And man, like, declared that she was a crazy person. So that way she wouldn't take over and he took over instead in her stead. But he, when he did that, he literally just confined her to, um I think, what is it? To one of the CS? Sure. I guess was like where it was. It was like some castle somewhere. Basically confined her there. And she literally lived the rest of her life there. Not able to leave, nothing. She had her daughter there after her daughter got a little older she was taken from her and married off and she basically spiraled again after that and charles her son after ferdinand died took over the throne and he had one meeting with her and basically said you're still too crazy you don't get to come out of confinement and Mm -hmm. like put her back and then told the people that were watching her like don't allow any visitors and he wouldn't let
0: anybody come talk to her. See, what that tells me is if they confine her and don't let anybody see her is that she probably wasn't crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think she would was it probably off. fine and they just yeah. didn't
2: want they wanted the power. Mm.
0: It makes me wonder like if it was exaggerated. I'm sure she did card her husband around, but maybe like the caressing and stuff maybe been exaggerated to make her look crazier.
2: Yeah. See, and I don't know. It's hard to tell how much of that was just story. Yeah. And like of people either talking and like creating rumors or how like if it was a lot of Ferdinand's doing of being like, oh, yeah, no, this is what she was doing. And Mm -hmm. none of it was true. It might have been that she just literally... Her husband died. She was really distraught about it, and she traveled with him back to the place where he was supposed to be buried, and that was it. And he made it into a thing. But I don't know. Ugh,
0: history's weird. I yeah. Especially, like, things this old. People could write whatever they want, and just whatever survives is what we think.
1: Well, but there are also reports of her believing that all the nuns there wanted to kill her.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, there were some stories of paranoia and stuff, but at the, again, like, With how much emotional and physical trauma that she went through, Mm -hmm. like Uh, I'm not saying she didn't
1: have a reason. Oh (laughs) yeah, yeah, like
0: Like, she might have
1: genuinely been off her rock, and they're like, no, no. I would
0: one thousand percent believe that she might have been bipolar, just from the extremes of like periods that seem kind of like manic you know depression
1: the manic and then the depressive yeah a lot of
0: people think
2: that she Mm. suffered from depression bipolar and um what was the other one there's a really weird word that i actually had to look up because i was like what it's basically it basically meant like a mental illness where you're just sad
1: oh melancholia
2: melancholia thank you Uh, okay and i was like like melancholy and then i looked it up i'm like oh it's an actual like term Uh, (laughs) Uh, it's it's essentially
1: the (laughs) older term for uh clinical depression
0: i feel bad and like she goes down to history as joanna the mad i know like really she just had a shitty card note a lot of them
2: (laughs) yeah she really did that one just made me a little sad but i was just like yeah but (sighs) Toting her dead husband around for eight months and kissing him. He didn't deserve it. He was an asshole. He did not deserve (laughs) it at all. And she was just like, my
0: husband.
1: (laughs) He was an asshole. Put him in the ground.
0: Yeah. I mean, she did love him. It sounds like she loved him a lot. Mm -hmm. (sighs) But anybody that's been in like a bad relationship where you love them more than they love you, it's very frustrating and you're very like. all encompassed with trying to make them love you the same
1: not to open old wounds or anything
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> speaking <laughs> from experience I
1: was like i don't know then you sounded a little too sincere on that one i'm like woo, yeah. all right that's a story I think
2: a lot of people definitely have oh, to yeah. Do stuff oh yeah like that. yeah
0: i know i can relate to that oh yeah if you ever find this podcast, you know who I'm talking about. And fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. I love it. Uh, that's why it's like I was so shocked when I met you know my husband. Because he was the first person to like, love me the same amount. And we Aww. were like partners. I love that We're best friends. I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be super hard. Yeah.
2: I do also like this comment here from Dion. Light him on fire. <laughs> <in> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true yeah yeah that's oh i can't imagine just being because they always traveled in really large like processions just can yeah. you just imagine the people being like i don't know what to do <laughs> this is super weird it smells
1: it, it, is really that bad. is that the that's the casket
0: is she opening it oh my god
1: oh my god no no, 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 no.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> happening. And then you'd be like trying to look, but like you can't look her in the eyes. So you're just like, don't look, don't look. You know, yeah, Good. yeah. Yeah. Just avoid eye manager. contact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't vomit because then they'll know that you're watching or you're smelling. You have to pretend. Oh, no. No, thank you. Do not. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. nope, nope. <laughs> Put that on the record. That's not how I want to go out. <laughs> just
1: like, like, uh, <laughs> just, like I'm, I don't, I, I'll be dead. I really won't care, but at the same time, not that.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, mine's not that sad. So, all right, let's go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although, on a lighter note, my boyfriend. I told him about this story when I was researching it, and he's like, "I mean, you could totally do that to my corpse if you want." <laughs> i was like are you giving me permission to tote your corpse around for eight months he goes yeah why not i'll be dead
0: <laughs> like, that's true i mean you're not gonna know so.
2: okay i'm like not that i would but i mean sweet of you to think of me i don't <laughs> well i guess like
0: catholicism like some saints they do that and it's not weird i guess they just leave them laying there for a long time to see if they decay and if they don't they're like boom saint <laughs> and that's just religion that's not weird this
2: is my favorite explanation of that boom saint
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think there's a couple there's a nun that's been in a glass coffin for fucking forever and she never decomposed and there's one of the recent popes was it john paul he didn't decay or something so they were like
2: whoa yeah I mean, well, there was a time that if that happened, you'd be considered a vampire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: But also, uh, yeah, I think that nun was, it was like 350 years ago, she was put into the glass coffin. And then, yeah, uh, but any pope is automatically sainted on their death.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I recently, when I did Joan the Ark, Joan the Ark, <laughs> Joan of Ark, wow. I went through like the canonization and stuff and I didn't realize how much work it is for other people because I'm not mm-hmm. Catholic, obviously. Shocker. But <laughs> it's like you have to have so many miracles and you have to have so many people vouch for it. And,
1: and yeah. yes, th- three miracles that have witnesses and they have to be investigated. And those mm. investigations are not nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They
1: are trying to prove it's not.
2: Yeah. I, I kind of like the thought of there being just like a saint checklist. <laughs> like some priest just walking around like all right that's one check mark
0: <laughs> it's true yeah yeah uh one of my really good friends she was my assistant for a long time but she's catholic so every time i research catholicism I'm like is this true this seems like a lot she's like no that's true I'm like seems like a lot of checklists <laughs>
2: yeah, catholicism is weird as someone who grew up catholic i know it's
0: it's weird. It's fascinating, but, I mean, if any outsider looking in, you're like, huh? <laughs> it's like, it's so ritualistic,
2: and that's what makes me laugh about it is that, you know, especially a, a lot of super religious Catholics are, like, very much so against all these, like, other religions that practice all these rituals and, like, oh, my gosh, it's so satanic. It's like, do you realize that the entirety of your mass is a
1: ritual?
0: <laughs> like, yeah. And most hey, people Mary I know Holy that.
1: Grace, uh, yeah. It's, what ritual? What are we talking about?
0: And I know a lot of people that left Catholicism for Wiccan, like to become a Wiccan. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's a pretty easy transition, it seems. <laughs> You're already it's used
2: to like, standing up, sitting down, kneeling <laughs> down, standing up, sitting down. <laughs> you know, making uh, some uh, weird symbols and then saying a lot of chants. Like yeah, essentially point. Wiccanism with just a different vocabulary.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't think the popes who were trying to convert Wiccans to Catholicism realized that it's easier the other way around, too.
0: Yeah. yeah. We make it all
1: like this so that the Wiccans and Pagans will join us. And now we're here in the 2000s. We're like, you know what? Let's go back (laughs) to that Wiccan thing we were doing.
0: So, like I said in the beginning, I had weird and it was just a lot of mental illness and incest. And it was really a downer. And I didn't want to end on a downer. <laughs> I know. We are, we, like, we did a downer. So please pick this back up. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, like, RIP my search history. It was a lot of incest stuff. And I'm like, I don't know whoever the FBI agent that has my computer. So it's like, what the fuck's wrong with her? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> we get that all the time. We're like, we're just looking it up. It's for research. <laughs> and we're, we're like. Like, I almost put it like the first, before I do any research for my podcast, I would be like, I'm researching a podcast. Search. <laughs> All right. Let's start searching.
0: It's true. I, I Not too long ago, I searched, like, how long does it take for a pig to eat a human? And I was like, oh, man, I'm on a list. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, on a list. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's about
1: six hours per pound of flesh. I mean, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... Instead of all the depressing shit, we're going to talk about folklore, Starbucks, curses, and the British royal family Ooh. and how they're all connected. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> so first thing, the Starbucks logo is not a mermaid. It is actually an ancient fairy or water sprite named Melusine. And there's this really funny robot chicken skit where they're like renting out this warehouse and they're taking pictures and they're like, we don't know what our company is going to be. It's either going to be mermaid porn or coffee. We haven't figured it out. So they're like, all right, we need a logo. So they have this mermaid and they're like, we need some photos. So they're like, let's start with the porn ones so Then she has the two fins up and then a light falls and kills her. And they're like, Oh no. They're like, well now we can't be a porn cause she's dead. And they're like, coffee it is. And then it's the coffee Starbucks logo. They're like, we got to crop it. So it's not, that sounds like an origin story to me. That's pretty plausible. <laughs> yes, I thought it was funny, and that's when I saw this. I'm like, I'm going to do that just because the mermaid porn checks <laughs> out in my head. <laughs> <This> checks out. <laughs> so the earliest written account of the story of the fairy is from the 14th century, and that's <gasps> just when it was written down. It goes way, way, way back with like oral history and stuff. So it's been around a really long time. And the first time that it was written was by Jean. Okay, a lot of this is in French. I can't speak French, so this is going to be really bad, and I'm sorry in advance. So, <laughs> Jean d'Ares, he wrote it down around 1382 for Jean de Berry, brother of the French king, Charles V. And isn't Charles V the one that thought he was glass? I think so, yeah. He thought he was glass. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: almost did that, but I... I almost did the lady that thought she was a, she swallowed a glass piano. Oh, I saw her t- I just like the thought of her going through all doorways sideways because she wanted to make sure she wouldn't break the glass piano she swallowed.
0: <sighs> I know. I, I thought of it too. And I'm like, God, that's just really sad. Her whole life, she walked really slow. And yeah, she's afraid of breaking the glass <laughs> piano. But I that knew. guy, like,
2: didn't he just like not want to move at all? I he think just, so. He would like sit very still. Yeah. yeah. He
0: thought he would chatter. Mm-hmm. Which another big uh, incest-y thing caused a lot of genetic stuff. Oh, very sad. Anyway, so it recounts the rise of the Luz... Oh, God, I meant to look this up. Luzignan dynasty? It's a noble feudal family explaining, quote, how the noble and powerful fortress of Luzignan in... Oh, God. Poitou, yeah, Founded by a fairy. That's all <laughs> I need to know. This whole kingdom was founded by a fairy. And then it was translated into German in 1456. And that version became a popular chapbook, which is just a fun name for a like street pamphlet. So it became so popular as a story that they were just passing it out on the street and stuff.
2: I like that idea of just
0: like, it's like, this is a good story here. You should read it. You should read it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A whole area founded by a fairy. Tell your friends. Here you go. <laughs> and then it was later translated into English twice around 1500. And it was often printed in like the 15th and 16th century. So this was just continuously rewritten. So there's a lot of different versions of it. But mm-hmm. it's all over Europe at this point And everybody's printing it. Which means it's very important. Because you're not going to waste your printing stuff. Because it was really hard to print things back then. Too much work. Yeah. That
2: would... Suck. Do you realize how much hand crampage you would have? <laughs> By like <laughs> making all them pamphlets and how pissed you would be if someone didn't take your pamphlet when you try to give it to them.
0: Yes, all that work. <laughs> I think the printing press was around. They had it in uh, what century was the printing press?
1: Uh, it was created in, by Gutenberg in ni- in 1440.
0: Oh, okay, so like the richer, well-off people would have had it, probably the royal families and such. And as we'll overlap, get into, yeah. the royal families are all claiming to be descended, so it makes sense that they would probably print this. So, the story itself is about the time of the Crusades. Elinus, the king of Albany, which is just the old name for Scotland, went hunting one day and came across a beautiful woman in the forest. As which one does.
1: Oh, yes. those Those forest beauties.
0: <laughs> and he's like, you. I'm gonna marry you doesn't even talk to her that's the one thing he says like we're getting married get ready
1: yeah you, th- you think you don't have rights now
0: <laughs>
2: oh my god i was just sorry like the the mental image
0: that i got of just like Yo, you that one you're hot <laughs> come with me yeah so her name was Prisine Prissine? i think so so he persuaded her to marry him but she only agreed if he promised that he would never enter her chamber when she birthed or bathed her children and he's like cool i wasn't listening whatever you said i'm done we're getting married so i'm assuming that's how <laughs> i went
1: okay so well I, I can still be in there when we bang right yeah right, yeah yeah. that's me. all
0: that matters that's all i'm assuming matters. you said kids so yeah. <laughs> i'm
2: assuming there's sex involved
1: but right, you so don't want to see
2: me on the gross parts cool
1: awesome <laughs>
0: do so it works
1: dtf dtf good.
0: All right. yeah he's like i'm on board so and this is important because when you have fairies and mortal mere mortals there's always a fatal condition to them being together so this was their fatal condition i feel it's like cool. that's not that bad yeah i mean it's really simple if you just I mean, did it to be fair
2: like if my Significant other was going through labor. I don't know if I would want to like
0: necessarily like be full on. Just yeah. I figure most dudes would be like, this is amazing. I don't want to be there anyway. Yeah, I Wait, feel like that's I don't have to watch it.
1: the kids. I don't have to be there when you give birth and we get the bang.
2: Yeah, like, I'm like. Yeah. Sex and, you know, I don't have to be there during the gross part and the part where, like, I have to do work in order to get
0: a child to take yeah. a bath. <laughs> it seems like the perfect deal. So he's on board and he's ready to consummate that marriage. And soon she gives birth to triplets. Just ouch. But, of course, he wasn't listening and he violated the predetermined agreement. Ah, oh, come on, man. You had one job. <laughs> one job. That's all. He- just- Anyway, so then she deuces out and was like, we're going to Avalon. So they go to the last Isle of Avalon with the three children. And there are three girls named uh, Melusine, Melior, and Palatine. And they grew up in Avalon. And on their 15th birthday, Melusine, the eldest, asked why they'd been taken to Avalon. So the mother tells them the story about how the father had broken her promise and it pissed them off. So the eldest, being Melusine, is like, we're going to get revenge. We're going to fuck shit up. And she takes her sisters, they capture their dad, take all his riches with them, and lock him in a mountain. So that he has all his riches, but he can't do shit with them, because he's locked in a mountain. (laughs) And they're like, that'll teach him. The plot twist, Mama is pissed. She's like, this wasn't your place to get revenge, blah, 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 that's your dad, respect. And she (laughs) condemns the eldest, Melisine, to be a serpent from the waist down every Saturday.
2: Why specifically every Saturday? (laughs) It is very specific. I feel like, you know what? Mm, Saturday, because I know that's the day that you like to go out dancing.
0: Yeah, that's the party day. No, no date (laughs) night for you. This is going to be very bad for you. And then sometimes.
1: does not apply.
0: Yes, very logic. And then there's some forms that say it's more of a fish, a la mermaid. So, it kind of depends on that. She got the harshest punishment because it was her idea and she instigated the whole thing. And her only hope of salvation was to find a man who would love her enough to, A, respect her privacy every Saturday. And, B, if he ever did find out about it, would ignore it and keep her secret. So, this was kind of like a test. Like, you could be human forever if you find this dude that will do this thing. I'm sure... We figured out that this is not going to go well. Probably not, no. Okay, no
1: she, <laughs> I, she should have just gone to Japan, because lots <laughs> of dudes would have been cool with that.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, I do kind of wonder if maybe her siblings, like, the mom was like, whose idea was this? And they just point at her. Her. <laughs> her. her <friend. laughs> yeah. um,
0: so they had it really they easy. pointed left,
1: and she didn't have anybody on her left
0: so that meliot was banished to an armenian castle where she was locked away and then palatine was abandoned in the depths of a forest with her father so they were all cast out but only one got turned into a hideous monster (laughs) once a week seems seems really harsh but okay
1: mother knows best
0: (laughs) so raymond of uh, uh, Poitou, Uh, okay he's a duke he oh, no. stumbles upon her in a forest and is like, "You, we're getting married." So again, see a random woman in the forest. She's pretty. You're coming with me. It's very cat- caveman, like bash her over the head and drag her to <clears throat> the cave.
1: A <laughs> very woman. Rawr.
0: <laughs> all these men are just proposing the first woman they see, like in the woods, or just no pretty women in the cities. I guess I don't know. It's
2: just, it's- <laughs> She's She's wandering
0: around their hometown like, uh I've seen all these women
2: before. Then you're wandering through the forest. You're like, oh, hey, that's someone new. You
0: married now. (laughs) And she's apparently very beautiful. So it said, quote, she had long, wavy, golden hair and a face of inexpressible beauty. So he's probably like, yes, you're mine. Let's do this. (laughs) And just as her mother had done, she'd laid the condition that he must never enter her chamber on a Saturday. And then, again, he's not listening. (laughs) Why don't these bitches lock them doors? I know, right? (laughs)
1: Like I said,
0: respect my privacy. Just lock the door.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't be a true (laughs) test.
0: That's true. So I'm sure he wasn't listening because he's just ready to bang a fairy goddess. Just like, yes, I can't wait to show my friends. And at this point, they... It says that they were very happy. She had 10 children with him, but because she had the fairy blood, all of them had some sort of weird birth defect, which I found very interesting because normally you think fairies, it would just be like a lot of beautiful kids, but they all had some really weird shit. So the oldest one had one red eye and one blue eye. So that's not too bad. The next one had an ear larger than the other. That's not too bad. The next one had a lion's foot growing out of his cheek.
2: What? It escalated
0: very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big jump. <laughs> and then the sixth son had he was known as Jeffrey with the great tooth. Oh <laughs> Jeffrey. A, one giant tusk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Poor poor Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> And in spite of the deformities, the children were strong, talented, and they were loved throughout the land. So I thought that was nice. Nobody was mean to them for being deformed.
2: Uh, It's an entire nation of bless their heart.
0: (laughs) Uh, And according to the legend, she built the historic Chateau Luzignan located in france and then the regions flourished. there's tales of how just castles would pop up overnight like it was magic and everybody was doing really well and economically so everybody really loved her and they were prosperous and then of course the hubs broke his promise because he got curious and some of the stories say that he was curious what she did on saturdays and then his like cousin or someone was like man she's probably cheating on you and he's like oh man she probably is she's so hot so then he peeped through a keyhole and watched her. <laughs> so the door was locked. No, just the door was locked. And hold on. There's a photo. Oh, no. It is so funny. Okay, hold on. Let me share the screen. This I love medieval art because it is just so weird. Oh, my God.
2: Yes, I know. I, I took several classes on medieval art. And it's always hilarious. So I also worked on an art museum where I was in the medieval art section. And it was also hilarious.
1: So
0: oh, my he's God. Like, he's like. No, no, no. and she's just all, like, serpenty, and he just looks like, I don't know what to do with this.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He's, like, so confused. I like how the dude that's guarding just has, like, one real wonky foot. (laughs) He does. I don't know. It almost looks like there's, like, an exclamation point above his head with the way that
0: it's set up on the screen here. It does. (laughs) He's, like, (laughs) Wow. And in this one, she has, like, wings and stuff, but in the story, the wings haven't shown up. All right. So he sees her, but he doesn't say anything. So, so far, so good, because that was the other thing. Point B, he could see it and then not tell anybody. He's probably thinking, like, I mean, she's a serpent one day a week, but she's still hot the other six. So I'm assuming that's how I that mean, went. everybody's got their flaws.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, as the male in the room, he was probably going... How can I use that?
0: <laughs> Probably. Or what would that
1: feel like?
0: <laughs> oh, and it went really well for them. He didn't say anything, but there was a point where one of the sons died and he got really angry and he publicly denounced his wife, blaming her for the son's murderous or monstrous nature. Like he died cause he lashed out and stuff. And at that point he called her a serpent in front of the whole court. And then of she course. knew that he knew and, he knew that she knew, and it just did not go great. And it was at this point that the curse came into effect, and she turned into a full-blown monster. She sprouts wings, becomes like a dragon, like screeches, and just flies off. Ah, very dramatic.
1: <laughs> right, turned off. into
2: a full, <laughs> turned into a full like straight-up dragon, and she just left. <laughs> like, yes, oh, come she on. Just- cause some damage first. <laughs>
0: Godzilla there. this bitch. Come on. <laughs> I know she got to like burn his shit down. There's one variation where she like threw some keys or something, like some <laughs> magical keys. I'm like, "Why are you throwing a magic? You should be like eating him." I'm like, what? "What is wrong? Here's your there? house keys back." <laughs> <She sleeps. laughs> it was said that she would eventually come back once a year to kind of like fly around the castle and check up on her kids and then screech. <laughs> and it was like screams of melancholy because she was sad that she couldn't be a, a mother. It's a really famous picture. You've probably seen it. I mean, I think it would be pretty badass to have a dragon as a mom. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah.
1: That one. Uh,
2: yeah. So do you imagine like the bullies on the playground? Be like, don't say
0: that my mom comes back once a year and she's a dragon. She'll eat you. Yes. So it's a pretty well-known medieval print. But her just flying around. And there's a swirling sound of wind in a chimney, and they named it after her the Mulescene in some parts of Europe. Wow, and she comes cool. Back, so I thought that was cool. Uh, Alright, so how does this relate to the royal family? All right. <laughs> I have a point. <laughs> Weave a tale here. <laughs> so we know her. She was Little Mermaid was based off of her. Starbucks is based off of her. Even Camelot, the Lady at the Lake. So she's been around. She's made her way through Europe and stuff. So back to the royalty. So in French history, many royals go all the way back to the days of Charlemagne, claim to be descended from her lineage. In fact, the Plantagenets, Angevin, and then the House of Anjou all also claim to be descended from her. So at this point, the royal family is like latching on to this, being like, yeah, we're magical fairy bitches. Let's do this. And it all kind of went back to Jaquetta of Luxembourg. And she gets credit for tracing this because she says that she personally traced her family back to her. And said that instead of that Raymond dude, it was actually their ancestor, Siegfried. Hmm. And she's an interesting character. She was the eldest child of the French court of St. Paul and her family descended from Charlemagne. And man, that dude's wild. I took a whole class on Charlemagne. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. And all her cousins were like the holy Roman emperors and stuff. So she's very royal. And she was actually really prominent in the War of the Roses, but she's kind of overlooked a lot of the times, but. I'm not going to go into the War of the Roses because, holy yeah. shit, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, well, we're we're not ready for that. That Yeah,
0: not, that should be a whole episode. And then
1: there's a tangent about Arthurian legends. and uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise have a point, so I'm going to go down to the royal thing. So John, Duke of Bedford, was the youngest son of King Henry IV and brother of the next King, Henry V. He lost his wife in the plague in 1432, so he was arranged to marry 17-year-old Jaquetta. And although she was only married for two years, they were childless. So that kind of opened her up to marry the next time. So after that dude died, the king's like, come back to, you know, court. I'm going to find you a new husband. And he sent this dude named Richard Woodville to go get her. But as he went and got her, they fell in love and she's like, let's get married. King's pissed because dude's a poor knight has no money. It's like, you're the highest person woman in court. And now you're married to a poor guy. It's like, what am I going to fucking do with you? So oh, no! a lot of a lot of, you know, drama with that. And then he was actually so enraged that he charged her a thousand pounds for that, which I didn't think it was very much. But he did allow that her heirs would inherit her wealth so he could never have her titles or whatever but her kids could. Oh, huh. well, I mean, at least that's something. Yeah. Fair enough. And she was the highest person at court except for Henry's wife, Margaret of Anjou. And. She actually outranked the king's mother. So, oh, the queen and stuff. she's very, very high in court. And they lived together and they had a child named Elizabeth. She was born in 1437. And then she had like 14 other kids. A lot of kids. So many kids. How do these people have time to do anything if you're pregnant all the goddamn time? I don't. Yeah. Just lots of, lots of pregnancy.
1: (laughs) Think about it for a second. That's like 14 years of pregnancy
0: yeah Ugh. Ouch. That just sounds like awful it sounds horrible i know <laughs> makes me want to never have children and uh kind of fast forwarding through war of the roses because holy shit that's a lot so yeah. then eventually yeah. edward the fourth takes the throne and bam her daughter elizabeth woodville is the bride and now she is queen consort of england and then during all this, they're really rolling deep, with this magical fairy blood thing, too, which is going great until she's accused of witchcraft. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, it doesn't go great. So there's this dude, Thomas Wake, and he presents these lead men figurines in court being like, these were used for witchcraft. And they start accusing her of bewitching the king to marry her daughter. And it's like a whole thing. And then at the same time, they imprison that king because they're trying to like usurp the throne. But then he escapes and they're like, well, shit, now we don't have a case anymore. And they let her go. But she gets accused a couple more times of witchcraft, but it never actually comes of anything. But people are really rolling deep in this. You say you're a fairy and you have magical blood and blah, blah, blah. And you're changing everything. And then after she dies, they bring it up a couple of more times being like, oh, she's a witch. She's fairy, blah, blah, blah. But then at this point, they're like, well, maybe it's going to benefit all the royals because at this point, all the royals that are descended from her all come from this magical fairy. So then they all start kind of rolling with it. They just
2: leaned into
0: it. Yeah. They're like, we have a fairy yeah. ancestor. This is amazing. We're supernatural, you know? <laughs> It just, it just goes
1: crazy. We're supernatural.
0: Yeah. So back to the daughter, Elizabeth Woodville. As legend goes, Elizabeth Woodville's daughter, Elizabeth of York, also had the magical fairy blood and she married Henry the seventh, the new Tudor king of England. And she passed on her magic infused blood onto her son, Henry the eighth and his children who would rule England for a century to come. But when the Tudors tied out with Queen Elizabeth, the Stuarts came to power they're also descended from henry the seventh and elizabeth of york therefore they have the magical fairy blood and it, it goes down to the uh royal family today so in theory wow. queen elizabeth the is a fairy she's I not mean, a lizard this, person
2: i was about to say like this like, <laughs> might be a total lizard person because they're descended from a dragon
0: just saying <laughs> so technically she's like a mermaid she's not a lizard person true or she'd be a serpent half serpent so maybe she is a lizard i don't know well i mean she,
2: she was a serpent person and she turned into a dragon i would assume that it would be
0: kind of i mean a dragon's kind of like a big lizard it's true yeah i'd buy it maybe the lizard theory is not too crazy <laughs>
1: There, there's an actual there's an actual name for that creature, and I tr- can't remember it right now.
2: Oh, like the half snake? Yeah. Uh, uh, I used to know this.
0: A gorgon?
1: No. Oh, uh-uh. She's uh,
0: half. Uh, I used to know uh, this. Um,
1: We're all just like <laughs> <no>.
2: Google. <laughs> to the Google. Let's do this. Hold on. Echid, echidna,
1: echidna. Uh, no, there's a better. There's name.
2: another word for it that I was thinking though. A naga.
1: Naga. Thank you. Yes, that's what naga. I was
2: thinking of.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: that's a oh. that's the Japanese word for it.
0: There was another thing that reminded me of it too. There were a lot of parallels to the Asian versions of this creature too, and there was a lot of people that were mentioning that there's. It's interesting that Europe had this story, and so does Asia at the same time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, different cultures, totally different places. Oh, that's stuff fascinates me. Even like the flood story was around like with Gilgamesh way before people were writing the Bible.
2: Oh, 100%. That's like one yeah. of the most fascinating parts of religion is how many uh, parallels
0: there are like all around the world. Yeah, that stuff really fascinates me.
1: Yeah, there's actually oh, a story Phillip. of a great flood in every single ancient culture.
0: hmm It's really interesting. The manigal, that's what I was looking at. In the Philippines, it's like a woman that has a serpent body, wings, and a human, and she is a normal person, except mm-hmm. for at night, and she detaches herself from her human legs uh, <laughs> goes away. And then no, she has no, to no, <laughs> and then she has to like reattach in the morning or whatever, or else she's stuck forever. But I'm like, as far as they look, they look pretty similar. I just though like the uh, the thought of detaching from your legs. Yeah. <laughs> that would be And it was it was like stories that they were all married and had families and stuff, and then they'd go off and like they had like mosquito like fangs that would suck the blood out of people, their organs. Yeah. Ooh. It's a wild story. Oh. Highly recommend. 10 out of uh, 10. <laughs> so yeah, that was a quickie weird one. Queen Elizabeth is a mermaid. Slash snake. Slash dragon. look person. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. All right. There's Yeah. Conspiracy theory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's also just. <laughs> it's, it's like goes through the line of all the royal. By this point. Because didn't even mention like Queen Victoria, which is Queen Elizabeth's like great 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 grandma great 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 and she has people on every throne in Europe. So Mm -hmm. there's just so much incest. (laughs) Just bit. I mean, Queen Elizabeth II and Philip are like cousins. Mm -hmm. And I think they're like what second cousins? And then Victoria and Albert were first cousins. They have the same Mm -hmm. grandpa. Yuck. I just, uh, no thanks. I've mm-mm. met my cousins.
2: Ugh. <laughs> no. One, like no. 100% no. I went to a family reunion once and there was like totally one of like my distant cousins that was trying mm. to like set me up with her kid. We talked, like, about
1: <laughs> we, we talked about the Z. We don't, we don't talk about that story. We don't talk about that story. It was awful. It was I was like, um, um it alone. no. <laughs> it's, alone. it's
0: just No. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Oswang. That's another word for the Monogal. Oh. Yeah, I, I came from such a small town, and everybody's related. And I think one time I met some dude, and then I went to a family reunion, and I saw him there, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad we did. not That kind of happened to my one of um,
2: my family members. I can't remember who it was, but they had been dating a girl for a hot second there. And then um, they came over and met his parents. And his parents recognized her. And was oh, like, oh, yeah, hey, like, how's your mom? And then they found out that they were, like, cousins. And they were like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> they, like, <laughs> broke up that day.
0: Oh, that would yeah. be the worst. Well, I met this. He's, like, one of my best friends now. But I met him at a bar. I was, like, 19, 20, back when you could go to bars before you were 21. And he kept hitting on me. And I went home and I mentioned him to some of my mom. And she was like, oh, yeah, he's your cousin. Just. No. <laughs> She's like, his dad actually hit on me. That's how I know we're cousins. So it was like Christmas he called and I'm like, guess what? We're related to this day. he's like worst day of my life. Oh, right. God. Uh, it was really funny. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: wow. <laughs> Arkansas, like, what can you do, right? I
0: know, right? Well, my town had 416 people in it that I grew up in. So it's Oof, it's yeah. very, very small. I graduated with 28 people. Huh. <laughs> That's really, a little. Yeah, that's why I moved away as fast as I could. I was like, oh, I got my diploma? You know, Bye, everybody! Mm-hmm. It was, I was like, packing the next day. I'm like, I'm out. It's like, not even like,
2: you haven't even taken off your cap and gown yet, and you're already stuffing a bag. Yes.
1: Yeah. You and Ronnie Python run away.
0: Yes. Yeah, it was very, very small. And everybody that stayed in that town ended up having like a gazillion kids and. Mm-hmm. You're either like an X-ray tech or a teacher. There's really not a lot of jobs there, so I'm like, I'm glad I got away. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Cass yeah. Casey, the, the- <laughs> I keep on calling her Cassie because we didn't know how to pronounce it until she came on like Facetime just one time, and I'm like, oh man, I'm an asshole. I've been saying it wrong. She's from Alaska, so like, a oh, cool. Yeah. Like she. will Hope you never get tired of me being like, she's from Alaska. Because I do that every time I talk about you. <laughs> so interesting to me.
2: <laughs>
0: interesting fact, yo. I know. It's such a cool place. I really want to go. Uh, my husband was, he's done some like plane stuff. Like going fixing engines stuff there. I, he always talks about how great it is. Yeah, I've heard like
2: nothing but good things. I've had a couple of friends that went out there for work or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. super super
1: super pretty during the summer icy hell in the winter
0: oh yeah i can imagine and i don't do well with dark or snow oh
1: yeah (laughs) uh, when it's two o'clock in the morning and the sun's still out
0: yeah i i don't I, i don't think my mental health could handle that yeah yeah i don't think it could pretty sure my body would just freak out like what is happening (laughs) we're kind of in a weird position so we got orders here and it's a three-year term and now we're kind of like what do we do because he only has a year left after our term is up so we're like do we try to extend and stay here or does he try to like stay in and promote or whatever and if he promotes then we could go anywhere i'm Mm -hmm. like is there anywhere else i'd want to go Probably not Alaska. Sorry, Casey. (laughs) But Colorado, though, sounds pretty cool. A lot of my friends are there. We like it here. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Plenty of bases to choose from, too.
0: Mm -hmm. My brother-in-law is... Wherever the Space Force is, that's where he's (laughs) at.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I can't say it without laughing.
2: Space Force.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We live in a real
2: weird time.
0: We do. Oh, I Thank love you. that Netflix got like the copyright off of that before the military. Did, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> oh. did you guys watch that? The Steve Carell. Movie? I've watched a little bit of it, but not I the whole it. thing.
1: I, yeah. I could, I really couldn't. I wanted to because I love Steve Carell, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, I can't. It's 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 bad. Like that, yeah. I hate embarrassing humor, and that's Yeah, it was
0: really hard to watch at parts because, yeah, but I'm like, I imagine that's exactly how things are going. (laughs) (laughs) It's essentially just a documentary. (laughs) Oh, I think so, too. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Yes, thanks for having us again. This was a blast. This was so fun. And like I said, I mentioned early on we talked about her a little bit, but you really brought up stuff that we didn't talk about. It was just so interesting. She's such a cool character, because I think she gets overshadowed by Catherine of yeah. gone a lot.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, just one interesting little sad, but... Yeah. Um, and morbid, yeah. but I was like, I'm sure we can figure out some stuff to kind of laugh about.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff <laughs> to laugh
2: hope. about. I hope. I was trying to explain to my husband, because, like, he's... <laughs> He hasn't even really listened to our show cuz it's it's just not really his thing. Oh god. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's just not like into like creepy stuff or mm-hmm. crime stuff, but I was like, "Yeah, we try to make things as fun as we can." He's like, "Aren't you talking about like really dark stuff?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "How the hell do you make that fun?" I'm like, "Um, well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh we we make a lot of bad puns. and
2: I actually yeah. use the the example of the body in the Thames. Oh god.
1: <laughs> I will never ever live that joke down. No um, you're- <laughs> oh, It's god. just like
2: okay. I'm uh, like we try to make it fun in a respectful kind of way.
0: Uh <laughs> oh, it's your legacy now. Toe in the line <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but it's like yeah sometimes you have to laugh because things are just so uncomfortable and you know you just got to find some humor in life or else you're just sad uh, exactly
1: uh, yeah something
0: yeah. like that Oh, like history is so fucking depressing there's this podcast it used to be insanely haunted and they've switched to you might love this and it's they wanted to be more positive and bring positive to the world Like, come on and talk about history. And then halfway through it, I realized I'm like, none of this is positive. History is so fucking depressing. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. It really is.
2: Like, I, I've done a lot more with art history because that was my major. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, a lot of history through an art context. But like, even when you're talking about it that way, it's just, so depressing like everything that i researched is just like tons of craziness tons of really just sad ends for people Uh, it's interesting but you know at the expense of the poor people that lived through it
0: yeah Yeah. art history is one of those things i don't people just kind of like gawk at it but it's so interesting it's a different perspective of history you're looking at because most of the time some of the artists didn't give a shit they're telling the truth where everybody else is writing what people tell them to write art artists for being like fuck you i'm telling the truth yep. patreon i have a art history episode i do every month i call it or rage where i just like lose my shit on art cuz i some things i hate like episode one's mona lisa i don't get it i've never gotten it out of everything leonardo <laughs> da vinci has done why this why yeah. is that the thing that's the number one most famous painting in the world it makes no sense to me it's tiny it's not that yes, impressive yeah i just i have a lot of rage about it <laughs> I mean, not to say she's not interesting. It's just I don't think she's the end all be all. But we were talking on one episode and I always drag my husband to the last part to be like, what do you think? Because he doesn't give a shit about art. So it ends up being funny. Yeah. He was like on this rampage. I did my internship at Crystal Art um, Museum of American Art in Arkansas. Yeah. And they had this one exhibit that was just a room and they just threw a bunch of candy on the floor. And so the idea is that people take the candy, so every day it's moving and changing, and that's the whole thing. And he was just like, what the
2: fuck? It <laughs> makes no sense. And it's always something really, like, pedantic like yeah. that. It just makes no sense, and they're just reaching for something that makes no sense at all.
1: Well, um, until until you get into some, like, the one uh, Japanese artist who basically was all mirrors Like then you get into like some of the really cool. Those
2: are cool. Like the immersive like Like environments are really, really cool. Like Like, Meow Wolf and stuff.
0: I love it. Like
1: (laughs) set up to be like infinity rooms where you walk in and then it's just like eternity and all this stuff. And they're just fucking fantastic.
0: Oh, I love those. There's one in Houston. The art museum has two buildings and you go down a tunnel and they've turned it into kind of like that. But they have like lights, the different colors. So it's very trippy. But yeah, it's. That stuff I like.
2: I can't wait for the world to work like open back up so I can go to places like that again.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, it was the coolest. I really I didn't realize how great that museum was. But yeah, Crystal Bridge, like one of the modern art. It was one of the newest things when I was there. Was a uh, Andrew Jackson where the mm-hmm. guy had shredded the Constitution and basically yeah. had it spewing out of his mouth. It was really interesting. Something like that that has like a. I mean, I feel like that is interesting at least, not candy yeah. on the floor. Yeah, the candy. I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't get that.
2: <laughs> uh, also, I love that you do that, by the way, because that is absolutely brilliant. <laughs>
0: yeah, I yeah. The last episode I did was um, I've been doing a lot of Renaissance, so like Artemisia Gentileschi and Sofonisba <laughs> Anguissola. I'm like, I can actually say their names. <laughs> I'm like <Yeah>. really excited. <laughs> I really liked them from school. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love uh, it. Get to, it's very, very rarely get to talk about art history days. So mm. I know. I feel like I don't ever get to talk about it anymore. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Let's, let's create a art history episode. <laughs> like, yes. I will totally be
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good times. Oh, I love art history. You can geek out anytime you want with art yes. history. I me. Mean, I am all over that. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. How much more alike are you two? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: I was just thinking that too. I was just like, oh, well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But you guys have a great night and stay safe with all the fires and all that good stuff. And I'll I'll see you next time. Next time you're on here or I'm on there. It'll yeah. happen yes it'll happen <laughs> all right bye 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 everybody watching bye everybody <laughs> i want to thank the otter limits podcast for joining me again i had the greatest time and i just love hanging out with them and speaking of the otter limits podcast keep a lookout for episode one of season two because i will be on it we talked about hospitals and i got my nerd on so it was a great time definitely check me out over there and you can find them on social media they are the otter limits podcast and that is o-d-d-e-r not otter like the little cute things to hold hands even though that'd be a cool podcast too you can find this podcast on facebook twitter and instagram at historical af pod and if you want to go to a one-stop shop for everything it has where you can listen, our Patreon, our merch, everything. That is historicalafpodcast.com. And speaking of Patreon, if you want to watch these episodes live and get to talk to us live and answer questions, and then also have a gazillion benefits, I right now, as we speak, am adding benefits to Patreon. So it'll be more merch, more benefits, more things in the mail, lots of good stuff's going up. So definitely check that out. The tiers go from $2 to 20 and you get access to extra episodes, our online community. We have a really great time. So I highly recommend that, and that's patreon.com slash historicalafpod. And I just I just want you to be a part of our fam. It's a great time. And if you are a member of Patreon, you get to know everything that's having happening. <laughs> Words are hard. You get to know everything that's happening before everybody else. And there's some things in the works right now, some really exciting things in the works right now. So if you join, you get to know about it. Did I tempt you? Did I get you over that edge? (laughs) And also, if you sign up for that 5K through the marathon for the suffering for suffrage walk right before the election, definitely send me a message. You can email me historicalafpod at gmail.com or DM me on social media. That way I can put you in a drawing to win something from Suffragette City 100's Etsy page. And if you have a story, please send us your scariest stories. Our next extra, we're in spooky season, and I just need to know. So send those to historicalafpod at gmail.com. And I think that's it, guys. I'll see you next week with our next guest, Plotting Through the Presidents for Presidents Part 1. I can't wait. Okay, bye. Don't you love how he welds when I'm recording? Sounds like I have a demented evil dentist outside my podcasting room, which I do not. Okay, bye for real.